Relay FM. This is Connected, episode 260. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace, Pingdom, FreshBooks, and DoorDash. My name is Mike Hurley, and it is an even episode, so I have the honor and pleasure of introducing Federico Vatici to the Connected program. Hello, Federico. Hello. Thank you for welcoming me to the Connected program. It is an honor to be on this program today. Great. Should we just get started to follow up? Hey. Hey. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, the other guy. Oh, the other guy. Yeah. Hello, hey, uh, Stephen. Thank you. I'm a Stephen lo- Richard Hello. Hackett, we will call him today. Maybe. We'll find out. Chairman, um, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yes, I'm a little under the weather, so Mike, thank you for resuming the host duties. Uh, you will notice some upgrades that I have made to the hosting situation. I hope you enjoyed the hot tub before the show. And there's going to be a really nice dessert for you at the end. I've re- we've really upped our game here on Connected. Oh, that's where all the money's gone. I've been wondering why all of my checks have been getting a little bit smaller week after week. It's because you just keep making your host rider that bigger, much bigger. And you bigger. wouldn't think you could fit a hot tub in a studio this size, but you got to get creative. <laughs> if you take out one of the walls, you can do anything. Uh, we spoke about the Real FM Family Feud video that had been videoed and that the video would be posted to YouTube. We have now completed that promise. The video is on YouTube. Uh, the, there is a Real FM YouTube channel. If you just search on YouTube Real FM Family Feud, it will come up. I found this out myself, which is great. Um, but there is also a link in the show notes in case you are looking for said video. If you have listened to the episode, which I'm expecting because you were listening to this episode, that you have listened to that episode, I still recommend watching it. I actually watched a big chunk of it over the weekend with some family members and we enjoyed it greatly. So it is a very different experience. Um, all right. The rest of this episode, by and large, is going to be uh, focused on talking about everything that happened yesterday and kind of the uh, aftermath of the iPhone event, the Apple September event. It's becoming way more the September event than just the iPhone event. There's a lot of stuff. Um, one of the big things that typically is announced and is of great importance to at least one Italian member of this show uh, is mm-hmm. dates, software release dates. This year's software release dates, you need... It's almost like the meme with Charlie from Always Sunny in the room with the red twine <laughs> to try and work out when <laughs> all of the software is being released. But the wonderful uh, John Voorhees uh, created a list on Mac Stories, which goes into detail for every kind of release that Apple have got uh, over the full season, including some of the services stuff as well. But kind of in broad strokes, um, from a software perspective, iOS 13 will release on the iPhone on September 19th. Uh, so, that, so that will be the day before the uh, iPhone 11, which right. that feels late, right? It's usually get a little mm-hmm. bit more time. So that's really, I mean, I they're really it. pushing it. <laughs> Yeah, of course, I, I bet it. you do. Because <laughs> it, this is one of I those things where I feel like even though it's the, the GM has come out for 13, there probably maybe be a second GM, which memory serves is not the first time that's happened, if that it does happened happen. before. Yeah, I remember before. multiple Golden Masters. The most Golden Master, uh, the MGM, came later on. Uh, so we've got that will be out on the 19th, right? 13.1 will be out just 11 days later on September 30th. And that is also presumably the first version of iPadOS because iPadOS will be debuting on September 30th. So it is 
probably fair to assume that iPadOS is 13.1 and will include a bunch of other things with it. Uh, It is unknown right now exactly the complete list of stuff. Like, are we going to get emoji on that date? We'll find out. It's usually point one, but that usually comes in like October. So maybe that will come as a later update. Um, There is then also a bunch of stuff which has been pushed. So I'm going to give you a quick list here. So this is stuff that's coming... um, after iOS and iPadOS 13.1. So am I right, Federico, this list that I'm going to say this isn't even 13.1 features potentially? That's after. That's so later software update. Right, so these are 1. iOS 13 features that won't be in the shipping version of 13.1. AirPods audio sharing, HomeKit secure Which video and routers. Which is debatable. We're going to talk about yeah, AirPods we'll get into audio that. sharing. Uh, iCloud Drive folder sharing and all of the new iCloud Drive features, basically. HomePod and AirPlay 2 in scenes and automations in HomeKit. Image, the image capture API, screen time communication limits, and announcing messages to Siri via the AirPods. None of that's going to be in 13.1. Massive amounts of iOS 13 that will be shipping at some point over the year. Um, some HomePod features uh, won't be shipping until September 30th, and all of the good stuff, like multi-user support, will not be until later on in the year. Uh, mm-hmm. tvOS 13 is going to be September 30th. WatchOS 6 will be out on September 19th for Series 3 and later, and at some point in the future for Series 1 <laughs> and 2. Um, macOS Catalina is going to be, quote-unquote, October 2019. This mm-hmm. is berserk. Well, like, it's gone well, mad over there, right? It's quite a timeline. <laughs> like, I yeah. guarantee, I've told you all of this information. I guarantee that, like, most people listening, they could not they could not give me at least half of those dates back to me. Nope. Uh, it is all over the place. I wanted to kind of give it all as a breakdown, but by and large, the things that you need to be aware of, the two dates you need to be aware of are September 19th and September 30th. That's like when the most stuff is going to come out that is of of, you know especially in the ios world except for all of the features that uh they are they are giving absolutely no date on right now so um federico how does this all affect your ios review it doesn't really affect my review it only um affects my life for the better in the context of I was I kind of had a feeling that it was not going to be Monday the 16th this year I was going to be ready for Monday at the expense of my you know life really and physical conditions but I was going to be ready no matter what but I had a feeling it was going to be Wednesday instead Apple went for Thursday which is even better so that gives me a few more days to finalize everything uh, you know, go through another round of editing and all of that. In terms of the of the review, I can say right now that I have gone all in. In that, I the same review will cover iOS 13, iPadOS, iOS 13.1, and shortcuts, um, including the features coming to shortcuts in 13.1. So uh, it'll be uh, all of the features that are in 13 for iOS and 13.1 for iOS and iPadOS will be covered in the review. Um, I have, uh, last week, I've gone through the whole thing again and I've included explanations uh, throughout the review uh, to make sure that readers can understand which feature is exclusive to 13 and which 
which features are coming in 13.1. There's a disclaimer up at the top that explains uh, how the review was written, uh, which devices were used on which versions of iOS. Um, So this doesn't really affect anything. I was already planning for covering everything all at once because I really think that in order to understand uh, iOS 13, it is necessary to include 13.1. The review will not include, and I'm very happy that I made this choice, any features that used to be available before during the beta cycle and which have been postponed to later in the fall. So uh, no mention of iCloud Drive folder sharing, no mention of file pinning, um, what else? Uh, audio sharing, we're going to talk about it in a minute. I'm going to think about... So basically, this is the review, the complete review of iOS 13.1, right? Yes. Like, that's what you've got here. Anything past 13.1 is not going to be uh, is not going to be covered, even if it has not, been available previously in the beta cycle. Not only that, but it, it uh, highlights a few changes between between 13.0 and 13.1. So there's also a comparison between what you're going to get today at launch and what you're going to get eventually. Um, I appreciate your commitment to telling the full story because you really could have had two news cycles if you would have, you know, you could have had one review on the 19th and one review on the 30th. So that is that is commitment to the story because Federico would have probably got way more clicks if he would have broken them up that way. Oh yeah, that's the integrity of that Max Stories man. But I believe in the I believe in the in the story as a as a single body of work. Or maybe it would have just been too difficult to decouple them. Nobody will <laughs> nobody will know. <laughs> no, no, it would have been fine. The whole thing is structured uh, pretty much to be broken up in, you know, in multiple pieces. It would have been extremely easy for me to do. Uh, but I think it makes more sense as a whole, and uh, hopefully people will see why. Um, the only thing I would like to call out is AirPods audio sharing. I've been tweeting about this today. Uh, there's some weirdness going on in terms of there is AirPods audio sharing in the iOS 13 GM that was released last night. The feature is available there. AirPods audio sharing works, although in a limited capacity with the 13 GM, it does not work on 13.1 Beta 3, also released last night. Uh, I just tested this today. I used my second iPhone XS Max that I used for the review as a testing device, upgraded that iPhone finally from iOS 12 to 13.0 GM, also finally upgraded uh, Silva's iPhone, uh, an iPhone XS, uh, to the 13 GM, and sure enough, I was able to uh, share the audio of my iPhone connected to my AirPods, second generation model, to Silvia's uh, first generation AirPods. The feature works. I got screenshots on Twitter. Um, What is weird is that the Apple.com says that the feature is coming later this year. There's an asterisk in multiple places on multiple web pages of iOS and iPadOS that says that AirPods audio sharing is coming later this year. It's available in DGM, but I was only able to get it to work with AirPods, even though the screen that you get on iOS shows you actual icons for generic Bluetooth headphones, um, Beats, uh, multiple models of Beats headphones and earbuds. And we do have those Beats headphones here. So today I tested the feature with the Power Beats Pro, uh, the Beats Studio 3, 
and some Bluetooth headphones, and I was only able to get it to work with the AirPods. So the feature is presented on Apple.com as coming later this year. It is in the iOS 13 GM. It is not in iOS 13.1 Beta 3. It has some graphics that show you different types of headphones, although those different types of headphones do not work. Only AirPods work. So uh, I don't know what is going on. It's a bit of a messy situation. It really feels like Apple is, too, or is on two completely different uh, software release tracks at this point. And there's some features in 13, some features in 13.1, and the team behind Apple.com is, is looking at who knows what release notes document. I have no idea. Uh, still, I was, I was able to get it to work. So the code is in there. It actually works. The feature is there in the GM. Will there be a second GM that pulls the feature? I don't know. So that is why before I add that section to the review, I'm waiting until next, next week. So much. Hmm. Um, but it does seem like even with just the way that they're moving the software around, let alone things that were missing on the hardware, that there still is room for another event this year. It feels like it. I, I got this theory going on that um, 13.2, uh, iOS 13.2 and iPadOS 13.2 will come out alongside Catalina. So Ca- Apple says that Catalina is coming in October. And knowing Apple, October might as well be not October 1st, but October 30th, right? It's It still is technically October. And Apple is doing some weird things with Catalina. So in beta 7, which I think is not the latest one, but the one before that came out last week or two weeks ago, they reverted the iCloud Drive structure in the Finder to the new format that they tested earlier this summer when they were testing iCloud Drive, folder sharing, and file pinning on iOS and iPadOS. Carolina Beta 7 uh, reintroduced that file structure. However, it appears that Beta 8, which came out last night, re-reverts <laughs> that file structure for <laughs> iCloud Drive. So, really, I don't know if my theory is correct, but I could see an event where there's the Mac Pro and the new MacBook Pro, maybe the rumored iPad Pro refresh, but also in terms of software, where we see these features that Apple is saying are coming later this year, um, iCloud Drive improvements, um, the HomePod software update that was introduced at WWDC, I could see Catalina in 13.2 coming out at the same time. My only concern is that October may be too soon for 13.2 um, because it's you know, we don't even have a first beta of 13.2. So is it reasonable to expect Catalina in 13.2 to drop in about a month? feels a little too early for that so i'm not sure maybe my theory is not right well they're dropping 13.1 11 days after 13 so like there are no rules anymore maybe there are no rules anymore and in fact if they i mean they're launching 13.1 on on september 30th and the first beta came out on august 30th for all you know 13.2 beta will drop before 13.1 comes out right they might do it again they they might that's entirely possible so anything's possible if 13.2 beta drops this month then i think we're gonna get an event and catalina in 13.2 that theory is correct there's a lot more on the table than just catalina though 
I mean, there's a lot of hardware stuff that is still out there, right? You have the Mac Pro coming this year. They could get into more detail. You have a 16-inch MacBook Pro rumor floating out there. People say the iPad Pro, but it's only been a year, so I don't really expect that. But then you also have maybe the AR VR stuff is ready. Like, there's plenty to do in another event if they want to. Yeah, I mean, they've had events for way less. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even recently, like when they put Apple Pencil on the cheaper iPad, they had a whole event for that, basically. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. You know? So there's definitely there's stuff. Uh, that- stuff. There's a lot of things that were not announced uh, yesterday. For example, the um, tile competitor, the physical object tracker, uh, the Apple tag that was supposed to come out, no mention of that whatsoever, uh, even though the new iPhones (laughs) have a chip dedicated for that kind of stuff. Um, There is, of course, a possibility for an update to AirPods, right? Because they come this year as well. And your... your, over here at phones Headpods. that I think were one of your uh, risky picks for the for the year's predictions, maybe. Yeah, because it was a prediction from like it was a rumor from the year before, right? That it yeah. would be like a before twenty twenty. So that is somewhere in my predictions is over ear headphones. So that would be good. Oh, that's a thought. Have, have we actually reviewed the year predictions? Did anybody get anything because of this? Are they at the bottom of the document? They're yes, right they at are. the very, very bottom of the document. Yeah, they're way at the bottom. Oh, hey, I got the f- I got the second one. What is that? What uh, is that? You can't just say this. You have to. Shortcuts will gain HomePod AirPlay two actions. Well, um, yeah, that sounds good. Some point this fall, it will. I had the Apple HeadPods. <laughs> there you go. You had it. Yeah. Oh no! Oh no! We'll come. We'll come back to that. We should revisit those, but not today. There's plenty of other stuff not to do. Not today. Yeah, yeah. We, we got. Yeah, speaking of which, September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. We've been speaking about this all month, connected and across other relay shows. We are in the middle of a fundra- fundraising campaign for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Uh, as of right now, we are closing in on sixty thousand dollars raised. Sixty thousand dollars! Amazing! Uh, Incredible! I think I hope and believe we're going to blow right past our seventy-five thousand dollar goal, which is super exciting. And the reason it's exciting is because St. Jude treats kids with cancer without regard for the family's ability to pay. And having been in this world now for a decade with our son, I can tell you that these sorts of treatments can absolutely destroy a family financially. And St. Jude believes that. If you know your kid is sick, you should be able to focus on your kid and your family and everyone moving forward together and not being worried and honestly consumed with how do we pay for this? Because that's a, a truly frightening proposition. And St. Jude can do that because of the gifts of people like uh, like all y'all out there who are supporting St. Jude this month. So if you have donated, thank you so much. If you're going to, I'm just going to lay this on thick for a minute, we're all getting ready to drop Several hundred dollars on Apple devices. If not September, then maybe in October. And the rest. Come on. Most like so many people listening to this show are gonna be into four figures. Uh carve a little bit of that out and and help kids who uh, could really use it, is, is what I'm saying. So I had a listener say today, love this, this is great. They're gonna use their three percent Apple Pay cash back and they're gonna donate that. That's awesome. That's super cool. Like, right? 
that's that's a great idea. So if you use if you if that's what you're going to do, like if you're going to use the Apple Card, do that. Like that's great. Like I think that's a really great idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was listener Kevin who tweeted that to me today. Thanks, Kevin. I think that that's that's a wonderful idea if you're going to be doing that. But um, I think our listeners can dig into their pockets and even just twenty dollars, right? Just anything. Just give it. Go to stjude.org/connected and you can donate it. And uh, every, literally every penny counts. We want to raise the money we want to raise because it makes a, a big difference. Like $75,000 will make a big difference to somebody's life. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next Friday, Mike, you and I are doing something special. You want to talk about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so next Friday, I'm going to be uh, in Memphis, Tennessee. It's so soon. It's so, it's so soon. soon. It's so soon since the last time I was in Memphis, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, so next week's episode of Connected, we'll be together. Me and you. Yes. And Federico will be out there in Skype world. Unless he wants to come by, you know. Yeah, you can always swing by if you want to. Um, but yeah, we... Sure, I can I can leave the day after the review. It's the perfect time. You're done then. Who cares? Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's John's problem mm-hmm. now. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. It's taken care of. Um, we're going to be doing a podcast-a-thon. Six-hour event. We're starting at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, you can go to our show notes and find a Twitch event page, which will show you exactly the time in your local time zone. Um, so that's going to be... We've got, we are very lucky that September 20th is also iPhone Day, so there'll be a mm-hmm. lot of iPhone-related stuff as people are getting their iPhones in. We're going to try and have an iPhone to unbox on the stream. Uh, we have lots of wacky, wild, and wonderful things planned it is going to be a great time to come and celebrate with us as we hopefully meet and exceed our fundraising goal so can i tell a story about that date yeah so when i chose september 20th i looked at the calendar over the last several years and i figured september 20th will be the iphone day before we knew when the event was it's been in the works for a while i felt pretty confident september 20th was the iphone date and let me tell you boys Every single step this fall with software changing, and even in the event, they said a couple of things, and I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to miss it. The phone will be out the week after this, which still fine. We can still figure out what to do for six hours, but it's a lot better if we have a new phone to talk about. And so mm-hmm. I think that um, I think that all of this stuff, the 13, 13.1, 13.2, getting these phones out, clearly someone in Apple's hardware department is excited about the podcast-a-thon and wanted to make sure we had a new phone to talk about. They just wanted to have something to be able to watch, would be my expectation. Uh, so thank you to uh, Dan Riccio, who personally made that happen yeah. for us. Thanks, Dan. It, Dan. Shout out to listener Dan. Uh, and this Friday, uh, me and Stephen are going to be playing Oregon Trail uh, on Twitch, just for funsies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're just warming up the Twitch pipes. Twitch.tv slash RelayFM. You can come join us this Friday, and we're going to be playing uh, Oregon Trail, which is a game I've never played You've before. You've never played before. It's going to be great. Someone's got. Someone's gonna die. That's gonna be at four thirty p.m. Britain time. I don't know what time it is Eastern. You need to help me. That's not a time zone. Britain it is. time. It it's is. It is. The- it is. Yeah. Yeah. Be, be. It is eleven thirty a.m. Eastern time on Friday. Yeah, we're on BST right now. British summer time. It's like an actual time that exists. It's plus one on GMT because GMT doesn't move. British summer time sounds sounds like a nice way to say you're on vacation or like. Yeah, exactly. You quit your job and moved to the beach. It's like, what if I called it Italian summertime? Like, well, you can do uh, that. Do you not actually have an Italian summertime? It's not called Italian summertime. We're not that romantic. We don't. mm. What is your time zone called? European something. 
Oh, you're, uh, you, you know? don't even have your own time zone? <laughs> yeah, well, they're, no, not, well, they're not race quitting If, if it's EU. you guys that you have your... Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, so what I like about <laughs> British Summertime is that the acronym is BST. So for everybody saying they have the best time zone, no, you don't. We do. Best. It's the best time zone. We've got it. It's British Summertime. Thank you, everybody. Plus, uh, GMT started here the way that everybody else sets their time. Came from here. So suck it, everybody else. Uh, what is Starboard? What is Starboard? What isn't Starboard? Starboard is what you want it to be. It's a time zone. Isn't Starboard left? Is it a time zone? It's a time zone. No, isn't Starboard left? Mm. Oh, I see what you did. Starboard. Starboard. Oh, yeah, when... I don't know what's what. Oh, man. So when they do... Wait, wait, wait. So when they launch it... It's the right-hand side. Okay. When they launch it, will they mean that they shipped Starboard? Oh, there you go. well done. There you go. Oh, I love you so much. There you go. <laughs> see you later, everyone. I know we had a lot left to do today, but can't top that. So see you next week. Let me see if I can explain this a little bit. And because this is all very hazy. It's all very pie in the sky. I feel like it this is. is one of those stories that like it's slipping through my fingers like sand because Steve Trout and Smith post these images of documentation that I can't begin to understand. And he's like, ha ha, proof. And it's like, I have no, I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. <laughs> so over the last several weeks, there have been a collection of stories putting together evidence that Apple's AR, VR, but I'd say AR primarily, AR headset, and the software mm. to run it being starboard, you know, we have Springboard and Backboard, and I forget what it's called on the on the Apple Watch, but these are names Apple gives for like sort of the the environment that launches apps and does and does those things. Starboard is what it's called for the AR headset. This name and evidence of it being a platform for stereo <laughs> AR enabled apps. So stereo meaning. Uh, I guess you have two views of it. You have uh, two eyeballs, stereo. That's been not only most, in the... Most people do. Yeah, most people do. Uh, have These names have shown up in the iOS 13 beta and Xcode betas, including the iOS 13 GM and the latest 13.1 beta that came out yesterday. Still referenced. Uh, and it seems like these stereo AR apps will run on this... This sort of headset, again, powered by Starboard being sort of the platform for it. Where it gets a little nutty is that uh, our friend Steve Charlton Smith then found a README document left in these builds giving detailed walkthrough instructions for Apple employees who want to test it but don't have access to the hardware. Apparently, you can run this on an iPhone if you follow these directions. You have an an Apple Mm. internal phone with an Apple internal build. This is not, I don't think this is as bad as the HomePod leaking the iPhone 10, but it's sort of no, the no, same. No, 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 you don't, you don't understand. This is a, the smoking gun. We got it this time. Got That's we, it. This is like the Russian him. investigation. We got it this time. Yeah. <laughs> this is the smoking gun we were waiting for. Yeah. That's it. Wow. <laughs> uh, got him this time. It's not, as, it. it's not as bad as the iPhone 10 and the HomePod firmware, but like pretty bad. There's also an icon that came out in the Find My app. I think that's a little bit older now. But uh, but yeah, there's all this smoke that Star Starboard and all these things are building up towards an AR headset. Um, but what, what gets interesting too is that there's evidence for an Apple-built device codenamed uh, Garta. But in a Twitter thread, in a hashtag Twitter thread, uh, Steve also says that 
there's evidence that Apple could be building this platform and then relying on third parties to build either all of the headsets or maybe additional headsets past what Apple offers through the um, uh, the uh, what is the program where you can build MiFi MiFi yes thank you um, yeah. th- through that project just like they did with the Apple TV what I thought about was the Apple TV right they said hey there are game controllers and you know the um, the Nimbus controller and all those sort of came out of that that deal so my thinking would be there that maybe this is for education use, right? Like that maybe in schools you'd want a different kind of headset because if they're not building their own headset as like this is the way it should be done, then they're not committed to this project. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would yeah. be absolutely shocked if they don't have their a headset built by Apple on day one. Mm-hmm. It, it would, it would you know, genuinely surprise I, me. I wonder if... All this speculation, right, and all of these uh, leaked icons and documents and all of this stuff, and maybe all that it is, it's like it's a new playground mode that lets you test stereo AR and have some kinds of extension. Like it's some kind of lightweight development tool. Maybe it's like it's not an actual platform it's something to, you know, sort of like playgrounds, really. Uh, of course, the speculation goes, if it's a third-party developer thing, if it's like, if it's built on an extension model that seems to suggest that developers can provide their extension points, can it be a simple playground integration? I don't know. It just feels very strange to me that Apple keeps leaving these trails with documents and they're gonna go with third-party manufacturers like let other people buy uh, build their own headsets like it doesn't really make sense to me yeah it's like i really worked for google didn't it yeah exactly like they did it with the cardboard and and daydream and oh my god the daydream yeah so i don't know this feels very i mean apple has been doing some weird and and different things lately but this one has to take the crown for the weirdest uh, possible scenario. Apple is not doing their own headset. It's not doing glasses, but they're going to let third-party manufacturers build on top of an AR kit platform. Sure. It just feels very odd. It would certainly feel like a mistake to me, personally. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think that that would be a pretty bad idea if this is something they genuinely care about. And I mean, all signs would point to AR is very important to somebody at Apple because they put so much effort into it. But we'll find out. Yeah, I don't think we're going to find out in October, but maybe this shows up in the spring. I genuinely think it's wild that people think that we're going to see the result of that this year. No, no, I think the earliest would be the spring. But if it's really a deal where developers need to do stuff, this is WWDC, right? Like this is yeah. a ways out, which makes all the breadcrumbs being left in even more of a head scratcher. It's like if this is still 9, 10, 11, 12 months well, away. There was a big update to ARKit in like a March update once. Yeah, in um, yeah, last year maybe, but yeah. So yeah, it so could be it could be the, the spring. I think if there's a spring event, I think starting then this is on the table. But uh, I would not be surprised if it's WWDC. 
All right, today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. You can make your next move with Squarespace and easily create a website for your next idea. They give you the tools that you need to put your next project online. You can register a unique domain name with Squarespace. You can give your website the look and feel that you want by customizing their award-winning templates, and you can make it work exactly as you please by being able to take advantage of their drag-and-drop functionality, which lets you build any type of website that you want. Whether you want to create a site for a club or a society or a business or a band or or a blog, or a portfolio, or you want to sell things online, maybe you've got pottery that you want to sell, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that lets you do just that. There is nothing to install or patch or upgrade. Squarespace take care of all of that stuff for you, and they have award-winning 24-7 customer support. So if you do need any help, they have somebody there all the time that can help you. It's probably a lot of people, not just one person. They have a lot of people there ready to, to answer your call when you have it. I'm a big fan of Squarespace. I've been using it for years. I've been starting using them again recently for a project that I'm working on um, more kind of like on a day-to-day basis. Their iOS apps are really, really good. Um, I absolutely love their analytics app, which they have. And their new kind of just like regular app, the Squarespace app, where you can... uh, build the entire website now you can rearrange content and you can add in blocks and you can update everything it's really fantastic it's very very powerful i'm a big fan of it uh, you can start a trial today with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com connected their plans start at just 12 dollars a month but you can get 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain when you use the offer code connected at checkout so that is squarespace.com connected and the code connected to get 10 percent off your first purchase and show your support for this show our thanks to Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. All right, let's do it. Let's talk about the Rickies. Yes, it's mm. time. Do we have to? <laughs> we Unfortunately, Federico, we do in fact have to talk about the Rickies. I would like to recap the rules of the Rickies at this stage. I feel like it's the official thing to do. The winner, who shall be called Chairman Ricky from the previous Rickies, gets to pick first. So the prize for the person who wins the Rickies this time, uh, will get to pick the next Rickies and then second place and loser uh, kind of trickle on from there. To earn any points, everything written down in the prediction document must come true. No half points may be awarded in any round. One point is awarded for any pick deemed correct in the first two rounds. Then two points will be awarded for correct picks in the risky pick round. Uh, If your risky pick is wrong, you lose a point, and the other two hosts must agree that your pick is in fact risky enough. So... I figure we should kind of redo this in the order. We can go through each of our predictions and say if we were right or wrong. So I said uh, new colors in the iPhone line as compared to the previous year. Uh, I got this even more than I thought. There was a color on the Pro phones, which is a non-graded thing. I'm very unhappy with that green, though. Mm. It's not for me. Every time I see, uh, we've all been watching hands-on videos, right? Every time I see it in a video, I think, oh, that's nice. And then, like, the light hits it from an angle. I'm like, ooh, that's not. Yeah. There's an episode of Seinfeld about that where um, when a person looked attractive in some lighting and unattractive in other lighting. That's how I feel about this phone. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, if you like the green, more power to you. Absolutely. But this is, it's not for me. Like, I'm doubling down on gold again. If you buy the green in the the pro max size you are obligated legally to name your phone the jolly green giant oh now i kind of what's that mean one. it's a character you know of what uh <sighs> of uh green beans actually yeah it's a food mascot 
I have no idea what that means. It'll be in the show notes. Okay. Cool. Thanks. But it's, it is a thing that exists. Uh, I said there'd be a good orange. I was wrong. There's now no orange. Yeah. Uh, so that's the whole thing. I was very upset about that. Um, I'm not a big fan of the iPhone 11 colors, personally. I don't, I don't, yeah, not, same. They don't really They're too me. washed out for me. And look at that. Your boy wanted clear cases, and he got them. Mm-hmm. Clear cases for everyone. I'm so excited about clear cases. I actually have two clear cases arriving at my home tomorrow. Yeah, so. they're shipping early. Hooray. Hooray for me. My problem with clear cases is that any piece of dust that shows up is like automatically visible, which is a bummer. Yeah, I get over it, I'm sure. I want to see the gold. I have a beautiful gold phone. I want to see the gold. Good so, job on this pick. Great job. Got that one. Uh, my first round pick was that the iPhone XR would become the iPhone 11, that Apple would basically switch the defaults. And uh, clearly they did that. I think they built a good case that the 11 is the default phone. I was I was thinking about this this morning. I feel like when the iPhone XR came out, a lot of people were afraid Apple was repeating the mistake of the iPhone 5C. And I think we argued on this show, and I argued in my review of the XR, that that actually is not the case. The XR was a, a flagship phone unto itself, where the 5C really wasn't. The 5C was just a, a redone older iPhone 5, so they can make it more cheaply. And I got to say, I think we we got that right. The, the XR clearly was a big success, and now... It has become the default phone. The 10R has become the 11. So uh, I get the point. But uh, also, I think the bigger point that the 10R was a good move, I think that's paid off for them uh, in, a, in a huge way. Yeah. And I think that it is, as you say, like it is very interesting to see them give that name, right? The 11 is, is you, you're resetting the starting point and then resetting the price as well. Yes. These are like big deals. 699 it's cheaper. So yes. The, the uh, that's, 10R, that was going to be. Can you? That would have been a Ricky. Yeah, <laughs> to make the phone cheaper. <laughs> that would have been a real uh, exciting time. The 10R mm-hmm. was 749, which is right in between the iPhone 8 and 8 Plus in pricing, and now this adopts the 699. That's still high compared to phones three or four years ago from Apple, but it's the right move in the current climate. 699 is a lot better than 749. Still room to go, but I, I applaud them for that that change. Well, I. I picked uh, the biggest phone will not be called the Pro Max. And I was wrong. Um, Apple called it the iPhone 11 Pro Max. Mm-hmm. So, well, it's a name that I do not like. I maintain that it is an ugly name. Um, but what you got to do? I also think it's an ugly camera in the back. So uh, everything's ugly. Uh, what you got to do about it? It just, the you know, it is what it is. It's an ugly back camera for an ugly named phone. So um, I'm still going to buy one, but I think the name is silly and the camera is ugly, just as we were thinking when <laughs> we saw the first leaks. Yep. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I, unlike other people I've seen on Twitter, do not think it looks better in official photos. It doesn't look any better for me. It's three round-shaped objects that do not necessarily trigger my trypophobia uh, no, but I think I it looks awkward problem. I don't have that but it looks awkward and I don't think it's attractive at all there should have been there could have been should have been 
better ways to handle that. I think other smartphone manufacturers have done a better job at implementing three cameras, but whatever. I also don't like using Android, so what you gotta do? Uh, I don't like it. I don't like the camera. I don't like the name, but it is what it is. And I didn't get the point. So, sorry, buddy. I, I, I think that like Apple clearly did a lot of work to try and dispel the trypophobia problem. And I, I genuinely think the way that they solved it is by switching the texture of the glass on each model mm. because it's not mm. a consistent area across the whole phone. Yeah. So c- can you walk through that, what they did between the two models? So on the 11, the back glass is smooth, but then the kind of camera bump area, which is also still glass, same color, they've put like a, the matte finish. There's like, or it's at least textured around the camera area. And then on the Pro... It is the PVD coated glass, which is the matte finish, but around the cameras, it's smooth again. So they haven't coated it in the same way. Um, I don't know exactly how they have achieved the matte finish on the 11. I don't know if it's through the PVD coating or not, or if they've just like treated it in some way, maybe like sandblasted that area or something. Uh, but they've been able to, that by, I, I think by changing the texture, it breaks the visual when you look at it. Um, and rather than holes being in like a large space, it's just around that one area. I actually as well just personally prefer that look than a lot of the renders that we saw, right, initially, which was just like, here's three cameras just in this huge expanse and it's all the same color. It all being the same color looked weird to me, um, but this looks better because it does look like there's a slight break because the light hits it differently. So, uh, it, it look, it just doesn't look great. But of all of the ways it could have looked bad, this does look the least bad to me, I think, of them. High, pra- high praise. Hey, you. there is... <laughs> I feel like every now and then the iPhone gets a little ugly duckling E, and that's where we are right now. Like, mm-hmm. every now and then they have to make a change to the phone, which was not necessarily what they envisioned when they originally designed the way the phone looked. And kind of that's we're in like ugly duckling land again. Um, my second round pick though was about this, which is the three cameras on the high end phones, and that it would be a telephoto, uh, so and and then an ultra wide and wide. Now we just called it the camera because we couldn't really like realize what it was called. It is actually a wide lens it's a wide angle lens. i still think it's the camera i st- i still prefer the camera because that's how everybody thinks of it but then you have yeah. ultra wide um were you both su- as surprised as i was that the 11 got an ultra wide and not yes. a telephoto yes uh-huh. yes very much so i mean In it fact, makes perfect I sense but i never would have expected it because i didn't know you could take portrait photos without a telephoto i thought you needed a telephoto but you just need a second lens it turns out mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So next up in round two, I had predicted no Mac or iPad hardware in the keynote. I lost this point because the we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but the 10.2 inch iPad uh, was announced and, and shown off. I was very surprised by that. Um, and this is an example where sometimes if your picks are too specific, you're going to issue. If I just said no Mac hardware, I would have made it. But the uh, the second product there burned me mm-hmm. unfortunately and i said and this is the only thing that i got in my predictions the new phone will offer some kind of night mode for shooting in the dark 
And sure enough, there is an actual night mode. It is called the night mode in the new iPhones. Mm-hmm. It is uh, apparently it works. Um, you can choose whether you want to use it or not. But once it's on, you will see a live preview in the viewfinder in the camera app. So uh, looks to be quite impressive. Of course, we didn't see a lot of pictures or examples yesterday because the demo area was very brightly lit and therefore it was impossible to shoot in the dark. But I look forward to seeing some of the tests. Apple shared a few photos. They looked pretty much like a night mode. Maybe, and that was just my impression, it didn't look as... And don't take this the wrong way, but as fake as a Google Pixel night mode photo looks in that the Google Pixel makes those photos look as if it were almost daylight. It's just unrealistic. Unrealistic a little, whereas I think I could see that Apple still tried to make it look like it was shot in the dark, but not just pitch black dark. Um, it, it had that yellow brownish tint that suggests it was shot in low light, for example. Uh, so I think Apple, judging from those couple of photos, I think they're going for a more realistic night mode appearance, which is fine as long as a photo, you know, as long as I can see something and it actually works and it's not too grainy. I think it's going to look very nice. Um, I saw on Twitter that there's going to be a new UI element on, in the camera app when you're shooting with night mode. You're going to see an indicator for exposure that tells you, uh, you know, this photo is going to be basically going to... Ha- you're shooting for five seconds and so the the phone can capture multiple exposures and then stitch them together and give you a night mode photo and there's going to be a yellow badge in the camera app when you when you enable that which looks fine so jason was telling me an upgrade um that there's like a it's it's obviously doing a bunch of clever stuff it's like i just want to clarify something and i don't think you were saying this but like you you cannot tell the phone you want to do this the phone decides for you that you are allowed to shoot oh, this really? way yeah, huh. like it is not possible for you to say I want to take a night mode photo. Like night mode is offered to you when the phone believes that you can shoot in it, like that the light is dark enough, for example. Um, and then also there's some other stuff where like it's ju- there's some other stuff where it's judging like the the light around uh, to uh, sorry it's judging like the, your movement in your hands for how long it's going to take the exposure for. So if you have your phone on a tripod. The exposure time will be longer. It will leave the, the the like the it will expose for longer. I can't think of the correct words. So therefore, getting a brighter image because it will it will be able to expose over a longer period of time. So there's some interesting stuff that the phone is doing to try and get you the best possible result. So if you were taking photos outside at night in a tripod, then you are going to get some great images, which would be better than if you're taking pictures in a bar holding it in your hand they're going to be good but like there are there's like a a range the shutter will be open for longer thank you kate in the chat room for giving me the phrase that i was looking for (laughs) and searching for but but so apple's doing some smart stuff there but uh it's not like we're you know a a lot of people have said like oh you know i just basically leave night mode on the pixel all the time because then i always get the best results like i get that but you don't have that option with the iphone's camera i think that's that's fair i think apple's kind of split the difference it's going to guess when you want it but you can even then even if it suggests it or it enters it automatically you can still disable it from that screen Mm -hmm. like with that control fitter goes talking about so i am excited they're doing this this has been an area they've been behind in for a couple of years the pixel really came out of the gate strong with it and samsung and huawei do it as well i'm really looking forward to 
uh, the roundups of this compared to the, those other phones because my, my guess is it's going to kind of be like the HDR stuff where Samsung and Huawei and Apple and Google, the, the Pixel phones, they all do HDR, but they all do it differently. And f- just for my personal taste, I prefer the way the Pixel does it over the iPhone. We've talked about this when the 10s came out that I don't like the smart HDR that Apple's doing. My guess is the night mode will be similar that they that these all these manufacturers will do it slightly differently and I'm just really curious who comes out ahead. Even if Apple doesn't have the best one, just being in this arena is is good because they're losing ground and if there's anything that gets people to upgrade a smartphone, it's the camera. And so they need to be competitive in all the different ways cameras work now, not just the primary ones. All right. So in the end of round two, the scores are as such. I have two points. Steven has one point. Federico has one point. Mm-hmm. But it all changes when you get to the Rickies, in theory. We'll find out. Today's episode is brought to you in part by... Pingdom. While you've been listening to the show, how would you know if your website had gone down? Would you know if your customers couldn't click the buy now button or access your content? If it's a really important time for you, you know, you don't want to have to be watching it all the time. You want a system that's going to be able to deal with these things for you. So you have to stumble across these problems by luck. You need something to tell you when everything's running smoothly on your website and when it's not. And that is what Pingdom can do. Pingdom will let you know the moment that your site goes down in whatever way is best for you. And it's super smart. You can get the information that you need to solve the problem sent to whoever needs it, whether that's one person or your entire team. Pingdom are dedicated to making the web faster and more reliable. They use more than 70 global test servers to emulate visits to your website, checking its availability as often as every single minute. All Pingdom needs is the URL that you want to monitor and they'll take care of everything else. Don't risk being the last to know about something on your website breaking. Start monitoring it today with Pingdom. Go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM for a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. Then when you sign up, use the code CONNECTED at checkout to get an amazing 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom for their support of this show and RelayFM. All right, so we move in to the Rickies, the Risky Picks. (sighs) Tim Cook thanks Johnny Ive. The camera shows Johnny in the audience. Johnny doesn't stand. That was my Ricky pick. You got all like, that. Johnny was there. <laughs> I was excited to see that Johnny was there. I mean, I mean, it depends how you 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 want to judge this, really. I mean, like Tim did thank everybody at one point. Uh, <laughs> Johnny didn't stand. I don't know if it showed him in the audience or not, but I probably at some point. So you know, like by the letter of the law, it could be possible, but for me to grade this for myself. But let's be real, I didn't get this point the way that I envisioned it. No. No, he didn't. So that brings me down to a glorious zero points. That's right, because you lose a point. No, it brings you to... I lose two points. You lose... Do you want the Rickies? You lose two points. Oh, wait. Do you use two points? No, I lose one point. Sorry, I'm at one point. I have one point. One point. One point, yes. One point. Two points are awarded for the correct picks in the risky pick round. If your risky pick is wrong, you lose a point. There we go. Mm Mm-hmm. Our rules yeah, are so yeah. complicated, we can't remember them ourselves. It is almost impossible to keep track of them at this at this stage, which is why we had them written down. I'm still very curious how Apple sends Ive off. I, I agree still with what I said last week of like, they're, they're not going to do it. Like, he's just going to quietly slip away. It's, just <laughs> It's a Friday and they open the door and he's out. And it, yeah, and that's, it's, you know, his, yeah. it's like, uh, you know, like an Indiana Jones where... The 
the ground opens up because they've stolen the Holy Grail. And, you know, the woman falls down the hole and then Indy is like chasing after her. And then he slips and Sean Connery grabs his hand. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, your hand is slipping away. That's how it's going to be. It's like Johnny Ive and Tim Cook, like they're touching. Yeah. And it's this one final moment and he's just gone forever into the mist. This is a Star Wars, Federico, that he's talking about. This is one of those Star Wars. I don't think Indiana Jones is a, is a Star Wars. Well, technically, technically. Indiana Jones has the same guy that I know. Look, it's got the same guy. And it's like it's like a movie version of Uncharted, the Vita game. I think they copied Uncharted for Indiana Jones. It's like... it's like Yes, Indiana Jones is an Uncharted. Yes, it's the guy going to El Dorado to find the treasures. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's pretty good. Before he becomes an astronaut for Star Wars. For the Star Wars. Sure. Stephen, what was your Ricky? No service bundle announced, including any service being free with another or some sort of content being added to the iPhone upgrade program. You got through on the skin of your teeth for this one. The, I am on the, the sharpest edge of the sharpest yeah. knife, but I... You were so lucky. So what Apple did announce was that if you buy Apple hardware, so a Mac an iPhone, an iPad, an Apple Watch, or an Apple TV, you will get a year of Apple TV Plus, the streaming service, for free, which is great. I did not expect them to do that. That is not a service bundle. That is a promotion for one individual service. So I get this, but it's so super close. While technically, if you join the iPhone upgrade program, you will probably get a year of Apple TV Plus. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, technically, that is what you get. That is not what we were talking about. What we were talking about. So I, uh, so I pick up two points. Just, just. This leaves me with three points. Mike, you have one point. Federico, are you going to dig out of the hole with this next one? Sure. I think I got it all correct. Apple announces (laughs) Apple TV. (laughs) Apple announces Apple TV. I I don't know what event you guys watched, but in my video stream, it all happened. Mm. Wow. Uh, Can you give us... Actually, it's not because we didn't see it. Could you describe to us exactly how this part went down? Sure. Eddie Q came out on stage holding a Game Boy. Oh, Eddie. Eddie of all people. Eddie Q Q came out on stage holding a Game Boy. And he was like, (laughs) you people remember remember this? this? (laughs) And he just... He he just threw it to the to the audience. <laughs> to I'm pretty sure that it hit John Gruber. Can I ask underarm or overarm the throw? On 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 John's right leg on his knee. But like, did it's he like, throw it overarm or underarm? This is very important to my over overarm. Over. It's like it's like we don't we don't you know we don't think these are. These are actual video games. Mm-hmm. Wow! And then he proceeded. He proceeded to show a slide of multiple video games. It's like you guys like this, huh? It's like showing pictures of Crash Bandicoot and Super Mario, and each character. He then clicked the remote for the presentation, and a big red X uh, mm. was overlaid on top of each character. Like we don't care about video game characters, and then he started showing photos of uh they're gonna be called the apple games that they're making <laughs> right right so apple apple games will have characters such as warren buffett there's go- so there's gonna be there's gonna be um 
Hold on. So the the the, the, su- the supporters, like the supporting characters, will be based on the animoji. Mm-hmm. So there's gonna be uh, the owl and the and the and the mouse. Not the apple apologized publicly for the abomination that is the octopus animoji. Thankfully, uh, so that's going away. They're removing the octopus animoji. Uh, but they're gonna be supporting characters. The main character will be uh, Warren Buffett. Yep. But Warren Buffett will be younger, and mm, uh-huh. in the game, in the Apple games, <laughs> he'll have an assistant, and the assistant is Daisy the robot. So you control Warren Buffett and Daisy the oh, robot. Oh, Daisy did come back. <laughs> Daisy, Daisy <laughs> the robot is strapped. That's very convenient for you, isn't Daisy it? Daisy the robot is strapped onto Warren Buffett's backpack. Right. Right, right. So it's like an did, exoskeleton type of deal. Did they somehow also <laughs> announce that Catalina has a release date? Did like was Daisy waving a flag and then maybe saying, "Oh, by the way, there's going to be original podcast content." Did, did Daisy say all of this stuff? Went through the through this presentation. So Apple Games, it's sort of like Nintendo and Sega, the Olympic Games as a type of video game. You know, it's right. like a um, um, uh, you know me, um, party game in that in that style. Um, one of the mini games is you create original podcast content. Um, oh, oh that's, so that's <laughs> how that using, using Warren Buffett. And finally, at the end, there was an Apple TV. They announced an, uh, an Apple controller, but it's made of so you got a directional pad but it's only got one arrow it only goes up and (laughs) you got got four buttons on the right side but only three of only two of them are working the other two are just for symmetry they they announced an apple tv and game controller bundle and it's not 4k it's 5k so it only works for two displays that apple sells um and it's got a subscription uh, to play this game and mm-hmm. to access the content. But in order to uh, access Apple games, you need to pay for Apple News Plus. Um, so that's the, the only way, way that it works. Sell that service. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, I, I, think I, got, I think I got it all. Uh, honestly, the only thing I missed from my non-graded picks in the risk, within the risky pick is the Carolina release. It, even though that's debatable because they did say that it's coming out in October. So... Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what you guys watched, but this all happened. So Federico is on uh, zero points. Um, well, so there we go. I, pre- I didn't I, convince you, did I? Didn't convince us, no. <laughs> uh, Federico, for mm. some reason, thought there would be an Apple TV and game controller bundle. There was, there was mm-hmm. not. Uh, so that mm-hmm. puts our scoring at Federico with zero points. So Federico, you are the loser, capital L. Remember? <laughs> I remember we're doing that. Sure. Yep. You are capital L loser. Uh, I am second place winner with one point. And <laughs> You're not a second. What is a second place winner? This is what it says. You're the a, second place winner. You, no, place it should be called it says the, it. You are the You are the penultimate loser. No, it's second place winner. Description. Second place winner. Second place winner. Because in every time there's been trophies, second place trophy has always been a good trophy. So... Second place winner is me, and Chairman Ricky taking the chairmanship away from my two consecutive wins is Mr. Stephen Hackett. Congratulations, Ricky Hackett. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, Good playing with you as always, but even better when I win. Just being honest. Feels pretty good. We do have some non-graded picks. Mm -hmm. So these are things that we just kind of threw out there that 
don't really affect the score either way. Although interestingly, I did actually grade them just to like see sure. how, how, how it would work. Uh, so Mike, what, uh, what did you say in the non graded section? Uh, mine was that Apple TV plus would be free of another subscription. It wasn't, but the spirit of what I was trying to say is like, there's no way Apple can charge you for this. And they've decided that they wouldn't, <laughs> right? Like <laughs> you'll get it for free if you buy any, like anything, right? And just buy anything. Yeah. Do you need a new lightning cable? Apple TV plus for free. <laughs> Here you go. You get at least a half an hour. Uh, the Mac doesn't get mentioned. I think the name Mac was uttered, but there was no news yeah. about the Mac. So I'll give that to you. Okay. And that there would be some, potentially some surprise hardware, like a tile tracker. Nope. Yeah. There was nope. nothing. Nope. Nothing. Mm. Nope. Uh, mine were both about stagecraft. I said Jeff Williams would take a greater role in the keynote. He wasn't there at all. He took a, l- a less role. He didn't even announce the Apple Watch. Nothing. Not on stage at he all. Was, he was in mine. Well, He's the oh, new president really? of Apple. He's it, president. President of Apple. It's his name. President. It's style. That's, yeah. So maybe he and Tim Cook can't be in the same place in public anymore, you know, for like mm, safety reasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everybody's calling him President Jeff. He doesn't want to go by President Williams. Yeah. Or PJ mm-hmm. to his friends. Yeah, <laughs> PJ. And then I said, no, this is a, a bet against Mike's Ricky pick. No mention or word from Johnny Ive. And that was correct. And that was mm-hmm. correct. Not even in a video. Yeah. Then Richie did the video. Oh, for the uh, yep. iPhone, he did. Yeah. He's done a couple of them. He did the he did the 5K iMac, I know, and mm-hmm. I think a couple others. I, I enjoy it when he does it. I think he's yeah. uh, an interesting person yeah. to do it. Uh, yeah. Richie doesn't have a commanding voice like Johnny. Hey, like, he's a listener of the show, so why don't you be a little nicer? Don't do not offend listener Dan, please. Look, super smart guy, clearly like very accomplished. It, it could be anybody. It could be anyone, right? Like you, when the voice starts, you're like, aha, Dan Richie. Uh, we. We have a question. Listener Dan wants to know, why does Michael hate me? <laughs> because I wanted Johnny not to stand. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, moving on to my non-graded picks. So I, I think I sort of got half of this correct and the other not correct. Um, I said Apple gives a release date for iOS 13.1 and mentions the update on stage. They didn't mention the update on stage. They did give a release date for iOS 13.1 in the press releases, mm-hmm, plural. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was m- even more than I was hoping for. I was just hoping for iOS 13 to come out at some point midweek. But I also got a release date for 13.1, which matters to me because I'm planning a secret thing that mm. I haven't told anybody about. Not even you guys. Uh, and that was a reason why my 13.1 coverage is happening earlier. Because I got to clear the room for something else. Um, we'll talk about that oh. in the future. Um, in the very near future at this point. Well, the very near future is in like 45 minutes when the call ends and I demand you tell me. So We'll see about that. Um, <laughs> Apple announces new environmental efforts such as a new recycling robot. Uh, again, that happened in my stream. Um, Carolina as a release date. And I put orange as a color here in the document. It has a release it, window. <laughs> it, has a re- it has a release month. Yeah. <laughs> so not necessarily, it doesn't even say what year, so it might as well be October 2020. Do release times mean anything anymore? Yeah, no, it's, uh, really it's Catalina really point really oh, but all the good stuff comes out in point one. You can't run iPad mm-hmm. apps yet. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta wait. And Apple announces original podcasts uh, content. Yeah. Nope. 
didn't happen. So I don't think it's ever going to happen. I th- I think it will, but not not anytime soon. So as the complete loser of this round of predictions and Riku's, um, I automatically become the winner because I lost the most. Um, the first shall be last. I'm pretty sure we said whatever you have to tell yourself to go to sleep at night is fine by us. No, yeah, I mean, we talked about this before. Uh, you know the honor that comes with losing a lot. You know, not not a lot of people could survive this, but I did, and I'm very proud of myself for surviving this loss. You've been last in every one this year. <laughs> <laughs> Wait until I take it all back at the end of so, the year. So there's two chances, right? If there's an October event, we'll do this, uh-huh. and then we have to grade uh-huh. the yearly picks as well. So there's still there's uh-huh. still plenty of uh, a ground left to cover. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm planning my comeback. Don't worry. Oh, I just realized how confusing it's going to get when, like, the prize for the annual predictions, mm-hmm. right? There will be a winner of the annual predictions. Yes. Then that shouldn't have bearing on the picker of the next event. It should then, the winner of the annual predictions should get to pick the annual picks. We'll deal with that when we get there. Leisure, right? Yes. Which is the next mm-hmm. event after that, or the next time we do picks after that. So I think it works out. That's prom mm. for future us. Yeah, no, we shouldn't do it like that, because then, like, the winner of October, get they get nothing. Mm. Right? They get a raise. So, like, the winner of the October picks gets to pick the next event. The winner of so we, the we'll... yearly picks gets to pick first in the yearly oh picks. God. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say some stuff about the event. Do you want to type that in the bottom of the document? <laughs> Because it's in your brain right now. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm just going to put it in here somewhere. Save it all. Go on. <laughs> if only we recorded this in some other manner. I know. It's Once it's said, it's gone. <laughs> I, I think our, our picks reflect, clearly they reflect what we and what people thought this event was going to be. And we're still going to talk some more in detail about the iPhone and iPad and stuff. Uh, but here, just at the end of the picks, it feels to me... That there was room in this event for something big at the end, and it just didn't happen. I remember look, kind of keeping an eye on the clock, and we were an hour and a half in, and everything seemed like it was winding down. At the beginning, Tim Cook said, hey, we're going to skip the regular company updates. But then they did retail at the end for the only reason I can think of is so they could talk about how you could like swap watch bands around in the Apple nah, store that's now. That's not the only reason. That wasn't the only reason. No, the, the, real, the real reason is so they could say, they could put on stage that you could get your iPhone for cheap. Right. That's the, what the trade in The trade-in program. Yeah. But like, even yeah. then that could have been done another way. It, it felt like, I really thought he's going to say one more thing. Like at any moment now, it's going to, it's going to happen. And it just didn't. And that's fine. I'm happy with what they announced, but it just seemed to me like they were on a pace where something else was going to happen, and then it just didn't. And and maybe something wasn't ready, or something fell through for some reason, or the software issues. But I'm curious, do you guys feel that way? Or do you feel like this event yep. was a little a little odd at the end, in particular? It, it felt very. It's like it was the like you go to a fancy restaurant, and instead of ending this beautiful, amazing dinner with uh, some fancy dessert, or you know, like tiramisu, or something super special and tasty, you end with a green salad. It's like, uh, yeah, I can go home now, I guess. Uh, it's it, it wasn't a disappointment. It was just kind of boring and unexceptional in a way, you know? So it felt like there was something that was clearly supposed to be there, and it was not. 
and they decided maybe at the last minute, I don't know how these things work, let's just talk about retail and what we're doing with the Apple Watch and let's bring the new person out so she can talk about changes to the Apple stores. Which, sure, you know, uh, I, I like where they're going with the with the retail changes, but for an event, you know, it's a media event. It's supposed to be a spectacle. Uh, it was an exp- uh, it was not a spectacular ending to the show. So that's fine. We get these events, you know. Yeah, I am pleased that they didn't use one more thing for any of the things that they currently have to potentially show off because I just think none of them are important enough. Ultimately, um, especially if it was going to be that tile tracker, I would have been kind of annoyed if they would have rolled out one more thing for that because it's just like, here's an accessory that we're making, <laughs> right? Which is mm-hmm. going to be really nice, but like, come on, it's not that revolutionary as a product. So I was kind of fine to not have it. And I overall like the event more than most people that I know. I thought it was it was very good. Like We, had, we haven't even spoken about like the big surprise, which is the Apple Watch. Um. Not yet. Anyway, we will. But like, uh, yeah, I, 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 it didn't suck all of the air out of the room for me, but it did definitely feel like it stopped abruptly. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. All right. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at FreshBooks. If you want to save a bunch of time, FreshBooks can help you do just that with their super simple cloud accounting software. They have simplified tasks like invoicing, expense tracking, and even getting paid online. Because of all of this, FreshBooks have drastically reduced the time it takes for their millions of customers to deal with their paperwork. When you send an invoice to a client, when you email an an invoice to them with FreshBooks, they can show you whether it's been seen, which puts an end to guessing games you don't have to send those follow-up emails be like oh hey did you see my invoice because you can just see it you can not only see the first time they see it you can see whenever they go back into it whenever they're clicking the link and going into the FreshBooks page that they're seeing and also like if they're printing it all that kind of stuff so you can understand where an invoice is with your client and in their flow and you can even automate late payment email reminders so you'd never have to spend any time at all chasing payments and more time just working your own magic if you're listening to this and not yet using FreshBooks Now's the time to give it a go because they're offering an unrestricted 30-day free trial to listeners of this very show with no credit card required. All you have to do is go to freshbooks.com slash connected and use the code connected in the how did you hear about us section. Our thanks to FreshBooks for their support of this show and Relay FM. So there's a bunch of stuff out there about the new iPhones. Um, as is always, I enjoyed MKBHD's videos a lot and uh, because I think does the best job with the hands-on stuff. Uh, and, he, you know, he was critical about the phones in the way that, that I would have expected. Uh, and, you know, I think that it's kind of as people would assume, right? This is like, if you really want cameras, uh, oh boy, we've got cameras for you, right? Like, especially on the pro models. It's like, well, that's that's your benefit. You get better battery life. The battery life improvements, especially on the pro models, is bananas four and five hours respectively depending on the size um but like for me personally like i'm excited about the pro phone i think that they've given me what i would want to to upgrade right like the the camera stuff is exactly what i was looking for right the upgrades to the selfie camera um and the ultra wide camera and then just everything else in between like that's exactly what i wanted and then to get those battery life improvements as well at the same time I am happy with that personally is my reason to upgrade. Um, but I'm interested to know what you guys feel. Did the iPhone 11 Pro, uh, did it did it deliver in the places that you wanted? 
Um, the thing I'm most excited about is the battery life. I think the new camera stuff looks good, but the thing I really care about, which is the ultra-wide, is also in the iPhone 11, so it's not necessarily an iPhone 11 Pro okay. thing. Um, I- I'll tell you the truth. I'm I'm going to get it because it is my job to always have, you know, and because it is also my personal preference to always have the latest and greatest, but I'm not as excited as I was last year to finally get a big phone with the iPhone 10 design. I think it's fine. Um, I'm not particularly... Uh, you know, the the camera stuff, yes, I'm going to get a night mode also on the iPhone 11. Yes, there's the, the ultra-wide mode also on the iPhone 11. Deep Fusion, anybody? What on yeah, earth is Deep did, Fusion? Did, Can did anyone explain? Anybody, did anybody <laughs> understand what Deep Fusion is? Also, no. let's talk about the photo of the dude on a couch yes. as the example for Deep Fusion. Was that really the best photo? Well, this is the thing. <laughs> They were showing something with that image. I'm not sure what. I can't tell what it was they were showing me. It's like, it was like one of those things where people in the know were like, oh my God, yeah, look at that. And like people like us, it's like, what am I looking at? What yeah. am I supposed to or see it's like here? When he zooms in, it's like, oh, you see the knit on the on the sweater? There's no way, right? We could have got that otherwise. And I'm like, couldn't you? Why not? I don't know. <laughs> Obviously, can't you see the color of the cotton on his shirt? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's absolutely color texture, thanks to machine learning. It's like, Steven, you know cameras. I'm looking at a dude on a couch. You understand what a camera is. What is the Steep Fusion? What is it, Steven? Tell us. Steven. I believe what it's doing is it's taking a bunch of photos all at once. And in in Apple's normal pipeline is to take a bunch of images and then they merge them together into the image that gets saved to your camera roll. Wasn't that already HDR? Well, and that's using HDR and the ISP and all that stuff to to make it happen. I got that part, right? I'm trying to explain the difference between that pixel and all that nonsense. So (laughs) the difference seems to be, A, they're using more... They're using more photos ah, to do it this way. Ah, but B, the okay. final output is not necessarily a blending of those images, but a new image rendered from the data collected by the sensor going through Apple's machine learning and neural network stuff. Are you sure this is not just a fancy way to use machine learning as an excuse to introduce another new name? It's like, it's a remix of features we've had before, only used to be called Smart HDR. Now it's called Deep Fusion because he went through the machine learning blender and it came out as a new <laughs> yeah. name. Uh, that, that's always possible. But in, in, <laughs> but in addition to like the color and the HDR stuff, it is using the machine learning and that data collected to deal with uh, noise reduction okay. d- detail. So the, the okay, reason so- I disagree with you, it was a bad example of, of the photo. Because that sweater, what they were trying to show is look at the detail on the threads on his sweater. And those would be muddy otherwise. Right. I, they, uh. they didn't do a good job explaining it. And I could be off a little bit. But I think that's the gist of it. They're using the machine learning uh, power on these devices to create an image from the data collected from a bunch of different photos with not only a focus on lighting and HDR like they have done, but adding in these other um, these other elements adding in the noise reduction and the clarification of details and it's coming later so it's it's another feature that's not okay. going to be ready on day one see you did a better job at explaining that the phil schiller it went when they were explaining that my brain just went 
Well, they should have had Dan Riccio explain it, probably. What? <laughs> I think listener Dan would have done a better job. Um, so anyway, not particularly excited, and I very much agree with MKBHD. The features that would have made it pro are not here. No promotion, no USB-C, no reverse wireless charging. I'm not a camera nerd. I I tried. We, ha- we had, you know... Um, Oh my god. The name um Tyler, Tyler Stallman. Tyler, Tyler yes. on the show. I really tried. Look, I really tried to understand his lessons and to an extent I think I did get some of that. But I the more I tried, the more um I realized I'm just one of those people that taps on the camera icon on the lock screen, takes a photo or a selfie and that's it. I I don't have time to frame my photographs. I don't like I just want to take a picture of my dog running. That's all I want or a selfie with my girlfriend. That's all. And so I'm uh pro for me is like pro camera stuff great for some people. Okay for me. Uh I would have liked to see something else like promotion and USB-C. Like that would have been amazing. Um I'm still going to get it because more battery life. Honestly, that that's the most important reason for me and the better OLED display. I think that's going to look nice. And you do you mean better than the 11 or better than previously? Like what 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 did you mean when you when you said better? Cuz I know you were saying a minute ago as to whether you would get the Pro if like you cared if you didn't care about this in the way that you do. No, I th- I think better in general, better than right. anything else. Um so but uh, the other stuff, yeah. the the other thing, but no, that's also on the iPhone 11, the new U1 chip. Yeah, we're going to um, get there. So, yeah. I want to talk about the, you, you touched on this, about the, the pro naming. And I would say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start this by saying the name does not bother me that they're using pro. I understand that in Apple's realm, pro just means high end. It doesn't necessarily mean... I think it is the uh, it is the technology word of choice right now. Sure, right. But Those I mean, companies are using. I mean, the, well, the and Apple's Pro. used it for mm-hmm. forever, right? The MacBook Pro was out in 06, and we thought it was a stupid name then, but we've gotten used to it. So, through this thought exercise, remember that I'm not actually saying that I have a problem with the name, but there are things that Apple could have done to make this more, more different. Than the regular iPhone 11. Federico, you mentioned a couple. ProMotion, which is on the iPads, not on the phones. My assumption is, and maybe someone who knows more could explain this, is that driving an OLED display that fast uh, proves problematic. There are a couple devices on the market that do it or do it close to what the iPad does with its LCD, but Apple clearly doesn't feel comfortable driving an OLED at the, those high refresh rates. Um, and pro, pros in the name. Yeah, it's you know? right there. It's not. It's not eleven motion. It's, it's pro motion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no USB C. Like there is a fast USB C charger, but it's still lightning on the phone. That could have been a way mm-hmm. to to market as its own thing, especially in the realm of the camera, right? Where Apple's talking about, hey, look at all these great things you do with this camera. Yeah, you know it makes that a lot easier when you can plug in a USB C audio device or USB-C, uh, you know, external recorder or something. Yeah, just like an easy way to get the photos off of the camera, right? Like A USB drive. No software tweaks. Remember when the iPhone Plus came out, there was some like the landscape home screen and the two-up displays. Nothing keeping the Pro different from the regular phone software-wise. 
same design as well. You know, the iPad Pro, I think we're, at least on this show, we're pretty unanimous that we really like the design, the flat edges. Best looking Apple product ever. It's really nice. And like an iPhone Mm -hmm. in that sort of style would be awesome. And you could make it very clear that the Pro is different than the 11 in that way. The reason I think they didn't do those things is the same reason the iPhone XR is the 11. Apple is trying to realign the product uh, family by saying the iPhone 11 is the one for the masses and the Pro is there if you want these extra things. Right, and if maybe they would have done too much new stuff, it would have sent the wrong message. Right, it would be... Mm, Good point. The 11 Pro has all this awesome stuff everybody wants. Uh, but if you can't afford it, we have this other junky phone that's basically a recycle from last year. I like that. That makes a lot of sense to me. So I think that's why we're seeing these closer than what some people thought. There's still room in the future for all these things to happen. Uh, I honestly, just like not to get into future picks, but I fully expect the next iPhone, at some like when they redesign it, it will look more like the iPad with flat edges and those different radiuses and stuff. But for now, I think it's in their best interest in their bigger story to keep them a little more closely aligned. Is there anything else we want to touch on? The U1 chip? Yeah. That's interesting. Apple is showing um, the U1 is in there. And for now, it's going to enable positional airdrop sharing. So in theory, the new airdrop uh, screen in iOS 13 will populate with contacts depending on where your iPhone 11 is facing. So if both people have an iPhone 11 and they're looking at each other, they will automatically see each other in airdrop because the phones are positioned you know, against each other. They're pointing towards each other. Um, and Apple also says that it will unlock amazing new capabilities, which, I mean, of course, everybody is thinking about the new trackers, the new Apple tags, um, which supposedly... Which are, are those amazing capabilities, like knowing where your backpack is? I mean, that, that'll be cool. I, I, so I think people are going to like the idea a lot. And I think folks like the tile trackers. But of course, you know, that there's always some degree of limitation with using those items uh, as Bluetooth devices with an iPhone. Uh, obviously, the Apple Mate version will have like a stronger connection and better system integrations and all that kind of stuff. I talked about this with a couple of friends to sort of try and understand their reactions to the potential of an Apple accessory like that. And they were super excited about the idea of having like an, an an iPhone tag, they called it an iPhone tag, um, to, to attach to their car keys and, and wallet or bag. Mm-hmm. So Dog. I think... Child. Yeah. I don't know. I think... Co-founder. It'll be successful. So... <laughs> I, I think... I mean, I think it will be too. I, I'm very curious as to why we didn't see it. That is the question for me. If the hardware's in the phone... They're teasing that there's things coming. Like, I, I think maybe they just couldn't get enough made time. So that's that's the question, they right? Like, want to end up with the AirPods? Problem. If you buy, I would. So I would imagine when you can go buy this product, you buy more than one, right? Like it's probably in a three pack or a five pack or something. They've got to have those on hand. So maybe this is something we see. Maybe you could tack this onto the October event pretty easily. It's like, hey, these are out for the holiday season, or will be out for the holiday season in November next month. You can get these because if they're affordable and you get multiple ones like this is just going to be sort of like a no-brainer gift 
even more so than the AirPods are because the AirPods are expensive. And I'm assuming these will be noticeably less expensive than AirPods. So like, I feel like when these are here, they, what are the AirPods? $169? Like they're not yeah, going to charge that like, for even five I, of these. I saw this, which was kind of funny to me. Like, like I agree with you, they should be cheaper, but like the, the, the smart keyboard for the new iPad is uh-huh. 40% of the price of the iPad. Of course it is. Right. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Uh, okay. So in my mind, I want these to be cheap. <laughs> um, me too. Like, I think you pay like $30 and get three of them. Sure. Right? Like, that's what I want to see, but who knows? Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I'm very curious as to when the other shoe will drop there. Maybe they were supposed to charge wirelessly and they just kept exploding because mm. Apple cannot handle wireless charging yeah. capabilities. Something only else. Continually shown off by the fact that they don't have the reverse wireless charging in this right. phone, which some, they should have had. Something else that's not there. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, the U1, I, I think. Um, it's just the beginning of whatever this technology will become for Apple. You want to talk, so, Stephen, I can clear mm-hmm. the floor for you for a minute because you keep saying in our iMessage thread that you're very confused about this new no, iPad and not the relation to the iPad Air. I, right, I just okay. keep thinking. You have about lots it. of complex thoughts. Okay, you keep thinking about it. Right. I just keep so tell us tell us what's going on in your brain about this iPod, the iPad. Excuse me, I keep thinking about the iPod too, but that's a different <laughs> can't, story. Can't stop thinking. <laughs> that's, there's a whole other. There's a YouTube channel for that. <laughs> it's true. So with this iPad, I'm going to say iPod every time now. With this iPad, Apple's replaced the old 9.7 inch, the $329 iPad that we saw at that Chicago event we referenced earlier when it picked up pencil support. It's now 10.2 inches. It picked up smart keyboard uh, support. So it uses the smart keyboard from the 10.5-inch iPad Air. And that is why I keep thinking about this, is this iPad features the A10 Fusion chip, same chip as it did back in Chicago a year and a half ago and when they introduced it. Slightly better camera, but no real improvements to the display. So the display is not laminated on this iPad. It is a little bit slower than the... Uh, probably noticeably slower than the iPad Air, which has an A12 Fusion chip in it. So worse screen, worse processor, slightly smaller, but I don't think anyone side by side could really tell the difference. Like if you're in an Apple store and these are, you know, four feet apart on a table, you're not going to be able to tell which one's bigger. Uh, Same design, Touch ID, Lightning, you know, the old bezels. I just don't, know why the iPad Air is still around outside of price. Like, I feel like if you go into an Apple store and you don't want an iPad Pro or can't afford it or don't want to spend the money on it because they're really expensive, but you want an iPad with a keyboard and a pencil, like if you're looking between this and the iPad Air, people are going to choose this based on price because the size and the speed aren't noticeable when you're just shopping for an iPad sort of casually. And I just, I just, it just seems so strange that Apple has this close of an overlap in products, and they've they've done it before. They remember for a long time we are we argued and debated about what 13 inch laptop you should buy because they had seven of them. Well, they've now done it in the iPad line. I feel like that's the answer to your question, right? Like, why is this happening? Because Apple does this all the time. They just do this, and, and so I guess the, I guess. Does it come down to that they can't put an A12 Fusion in a device that costs 329 or 299 if you're 
a school. Maybe that's all it is. So I'm going to give you a couple, some statistics. We have statistics, all right? So 10.5 versus 10.2, A12 Bionic versus A10 Fusion. Uh, the iPad tops out at 128 gigabytes of storage, whilst the uh, Air is at 256. That's kind of like, that's your, that's the tail of the tape. The iPad's a little bit heavier. Um, that's about it right. for as much as I can see. Oh, laminated display, yeah. anti-reflective coating, yep. Yep. wide color, and true tone all exist yep. on the Air, but not the iPad. So a, a worse display. A slightly smaller, mm-hmm. worse display. So maybe mm-hmm. they just can't bring all that down into the price point. And I don't know. It just like, was this the plan six months ago when they released the iPad Air? The, the, the cheap iPad was going to be really close to it in obvious ways, but far from it in non-obvious ways. That's why I keep thinking about it. It's like, it's just a very strange moment because the iPad line made sense. Like for the first time in a long time, it all made sense. And then they went and did this and now it doesn't make sense anymore. Oh my god the the FaceTime camera uh, on the iPad one point two megapixel. Oh, that's that's good. Mm, nice. My god, if you ever want to take a, a picture camera. to go on a postage stamp, then that one's got it covered <laughs> for you. Yeah. Wow. That is what they call an ultra wide camera. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I I understand what you're saying, but like to me, it really just feels like they want to modernize the iPad, but still want to keep it. Uh, they still want to keep it cheap. And yeah. that's what they're doing. And I guess I would and argue, do it the inside out of what you did. Put a nicer display on it, but keep it smaller. I don't know. They've made their decisions. They said, I think they said it was the best-selling iPad this year. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's a thing. Well, schools buy them in bulk, so I guess that tips the scales. Well, but maybe that's maybe that's what drives it, right? Like, if it's like, well, this is a crappy iPad comparatively, but it still sells the best. Well, we should try and make that experience as good as we can. Mm-hmm. So that's how they end up in this situation. That's what I said. I'm not confused by it. It's just like, it's just a a change I didn't really foresee coming. Again, because it all made sense for a while. Talking about changes that we couldn't foresee coming, we should touch on the Apple Watch before we round out today's episode. But I want to thank our final sponsor, and that is DoorDash. Whether you're super focused at work, having a chill day, or you forgot to prep for dinner, you still need to eat, right? Everyone needs to eat. And do- with DoorDash, you can have dinner from your favorite restaurant delivered right to your door. Ordering is super easy. You just open the DoorDash app, choose what you want, and have your food delivered to you wherever you are. Your favorite pizza place is probably already on DoorDash because there are over a quarter of a million restaurants in over 3,000 cities. That is door-to-door delivery in all 50 states and Canada. So 50 states of the U.S. and Canada. So you can order from your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, and Cheesecake Factory. Stephen Hackett, I uh, I have eaten uh, with you in many places in Memphis, and I'm sure that sometimes you just can't help yourself and you get DoorDash. Yeah, I mean, if it's a, a choice between leaving the comfort of my studio, it's full of iPods and stuff. I like it in here. And going out... Or love iPods. having fajitas mm-hmm. delivered here. Fajitas delivered here, it's a, it's a good thing. And DoorDash makes it really easy. The restaurants I like are on it. I can pick what I want. I get statuses of, of what's happening, when to expect it. Thumbs up. Right now, listeners to this show can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and use the promo code CONNECTED. That is $5 off your first order when you use the app from the App Store. You download the app from the App Store and use the promo code CONNECTED. Download the app now. Start planning your dinner one more time. It's the promo code CONNECTED for $5 off your first order from DoorDash. Our thanks to DoorDash for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. 
Apple Watch Series 5. So it had what we expected, Hmm. which is uh, new materials, new case materials. So titanium in two finishes, a kind of silver, like a just natural, and a space gray. Uh, Ceramic, white. Um, And the the big thing, the big difference is the always-on display. Did not think that was going to happen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That one's a big surprise, like a feature that I'd basically thought was never going to happen because they hadn't done it by now, and it didn't. And you know, it did. Mm-hmm. There were no rumors, so it was like, well, if it's not this year, what year would it possibly be? Well, it turns out it was this year. We just didn't know. And it happened before sleep tracking. Yeah, that it didn't happen. Always, did it? Got an always on display before sleep tracking, which was the hot rumor going into the keynote for the Apple Watch. Didn't happen. Uh, I was very surprised. I um, I saw I watched some some videos um, inter- regarding how the watch faces they switch between the always on mode and the actual full brightness mode. And Apple is doing some interesting things to switch some UI elements from white to black because black, of course, on an OLED display turns off the pixels, therefore allows the watch to have a dimmed version of the watch face that shows the time but doesn't use the full color and the full brightness to conserve battery life. I am very keen to play with this because it. Uh, I was not expecting this feature at all. Um, I'm also glad that it can be disabled because not a, some people actually want their watches to be off when they're not in use. So uh, uh, possibly my favorite surprise of because the because it event. was the big like it was the big surprise, right? Like yeah, nobody saw this coming. Like this was not a rumor that people were like putting any hope into. Well, maybe some people are surprised for Deep Fusion. You know, mm-hmm. that's true. That is true. I'm mm-hmm. both surprised and confused. About deep fusion. <laughs> Another change uh. they made that I think is is really positive is that when you buy one in the store or even online, they still pair watches and bands and suggested pairings. But you can just say, "Hey, you know, I want to pick my own," and then you pick the watch size, the case material, and the band all separately. This was sort of hinted at last year, the Series Four when you unboxed it, the watch and the band were separate and people were thinking, okay, Apple's going to yep. slowly divide these things up. I think this is great. My guess is that a lot of Apple watch people, including uh, my wife who has an Apple watch, she actually didn't like the band it came with and has switched to another one. And now just like has an extra band. And uh, I think this will kind of cut down on that for some people. I think it's a great move for a fashion device that you can more easily, uh, mix and match those those things. I think a lot of people will take advantage of that. Yeah, I think that this is a much needed change to make to the Apple Watch line because it is a customizable device, right? They said it is they, their most personalizable, personalizable, personalizable device. Can't do that clearly, um, and uh, it makes a lot of sense that now people can just choose whatever they want because you end up with maybe something that you don't necessarily need a combo that you don't necessarily desire mm-hmm. you know like if you don't want to level loop it's like well what else am i going to get so right. i think this is a cool uh, a cool way to sell the product going forward the the other uh, thing i wanted to mention is if you go to the apple watch site apple watch edition is back the name is back so the apple watch series 5 is aluminum back with aluminum steel but they have grouped ceramic and brushed titanium as apple watch edition which is just not a name I thought we'd ever see again. 
Uh, but there it is. It's got its own URL and everything. One of and the other thing that's interesting is like one of the old editions is actually back as well. Right. right? The ceramic was on the series one and or the series two, maybe or the series three. Two. It was gone for a while. Yeah, because one was the gold one, and then two, I believe, was the ceramic. Well, zero, zero was the gold one. <sighs> one and two came out at the same time, and then there was three, which added LTE, and then four. Anyway, the ceramic's been gone for a little while now. It's back, and uh, I think it looks really good. It's really expensive. Both of these are priced well above the stainless steel, but uh, you have a lot of options if you want them. No, the uh, titanium uh, is about the same price isn't it Mm-mm. depending on the well, it depends on the band that you go for i think maybe well anyway you can get stainless steel for 799 right and that's what the titanium starts at okay 799 i think it depends on the watch band that you go for but they're, they're within a realm of each other it's confusing because apple is still pairing them with different bands um i'm trying to work this out you can get stainless steel looks like it starts at 699 if you get it with a sport loop that's it starts at 699 with a sport loop titanium starts at 799 with a sport loop so it's a hundred dollars more expensive okay. to get titanium and the ceramic starts um, at 12.99 with a sport loop yes yes it's the the pricey one yeah um should we have we all made our decisions about what we will and won't be purchasing from this event yeah or like what at least what at least our ideals are. I mean, if any of us wanted to get Apple Watches, we could have already made our orders, which was a big surprise, right? You could just order immediately after the event. I was terrified they were going to do that with the iPhone as well. <laughs> it's like I'm not ready for yeah, this. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing that anymore. Uh, too much stress, and I don't need any more of that in my life. Yeah, I've had uh, so much bad luck over the past over the past three years with launch day iPhones that I'm just giving up. I want to, you know, avoid that whole pressure of making sure that I get it on day one because oh. if I don't get a, re- well, if I don't get a review unit, right? Um, at that point, other people have already published their thoughts before me, so I am under no extremely important time pressure to publish my thoughts or talk about it. Right, but that's not the only reason you want to get one at the on launch Yeah, but day. I think I learned to I learned to be patient, mm. honestly. And mm. um, as and maybe you know, maybe I can be patient because these are not like the iPhone ten, like when it came out, that I was super anxious to get one yes, because I remember it was that. the it was the hot new thing. I mean, I did arrange with the UPS guy to meet somewhere in Rome while he was delivering other packages mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that he could deliver my iPhone 10 by hand. But, and maybe so, being able to wait is a byproduct of I'm not terribly excited to get this phone that looks like the phone that I've been using for two years and something. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to be fine even if I don't get it on day one. I'm probably going to wait until sometime in early October or something to get it. I'm under no rush, really. You're not going to even attempt to order the pre-order time? No, 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 no. Nope. Uh, I know what I want, but I'm going to wait. Wow, okay. Uh, What do you want then? Well, I want the iPhone 11 Pro Max, the uh, 256 gigs of storage because the 512 is just too much 
Um, yeah, I looked at mine and I'm using half of my 256, so I'm still yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. Space gray, clear case. Um, so going pretty standard there. Or maybe silver. See, I know that I want a clear case. I don't want gold. I don't want green. I can decide between space gray and silver, maybe. Um, and then I want the Apple Watch Series 5 44 millimeters ceramic because I really wanted the ceramic when it was available a few years ago. I didn't get it, and I'm going to get it this time because I always loved its look, and I think I'm going ceramic. Do if you... I don't go ceramic, my second option is titanium, tit- titanium but I think I wa- I'm going to go ceramic. Do you know what band you would ideally like to pair with your ceramic Apple Watch? Oh, uh, I don't know. Some of the new ones, I think I'd start to probably just get a white one, like the the, the standard. White, the white sport loop with the white. Yeah. It smaller. looks amazing. It looks yeah, so good. Yeah, I'm probably going to get the one. But you know what else looks pretty good? I've been doing this. Uh, all of the black bands like the milanese and the stainless steel uh dlc coated mm. that looks very good with the uh with the ceramic apple watch at least in the configurator and to my personal style i think it's a cool look very stormtroopery mm-hmm. that's a star war mm-hmm. yeah i know uh steven so for the phone uh i'm going to be Ordering the iPhone 11 Pro. I left the Max Club. And I'm not not looking to go back. 256. Same same reason y'all said. Mine is. I've got about 200 gigs worth of stuff on my phone, so I definitely don't need the 512. Uh, I'm gonna go silver again. I've done silver now several times in a row. I just don't like the black stainless look. I like the sort of raw stainless edges. Um, and I have a black leather case coming uh, on Friday because you can order those now and they're shipping now. So I'll have my case this week. At this point, I'm not ordering an Apple Watch. We've talked about this. I don't wear it every day. And the Series 4 still meets my needs. So I'm going to be uh, holding off on the Series 5 for now. Uh, I'm going to be 256 gigabytes on the iPhone 11 Pro Max in gold. My clear case is on the way. Um, I don't know when I'm going to get the phone because I'm going to be in America on launch day. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to try and get one. I don't know if it's possible for me to order one. I don't think it is, but like, can I pre-order an iPhone to pick up in America if I order it on Apple.com? Am I allowed to do that? I don't, I know. don't know. I've yeah. thought about this um, that... Maybe someone here has to order it for you, but you have to order an unlocked one, which you can do on day one this time. You can do unlock SIM yep. free. I, I was thinking, and like me and you need to have a maybe a conversation about how we can make that happen, but like it is possible for somebody in Memphis to just arrange one for me. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't if know if I can't do it myself. Memphis. Yeah, imagine such a thing if that could occur, because it would be great if we both had phones. Um, I will be. Uh, buying one for Adina as well. She's going to get the regular size because she's a couple of years from uh, her upgrade. So she's really excited about that. Um, I want to try on the ceramic Apple Watch. What? Yeah. So here's my thinking on this, right? Yeah, flip-flopping. No, no. I've always wanted the ceramic one because I think it's beautiful. Um, 
I buy watches that I think look beautiful. I think this looks beautiful. They fixed my main problem. If I was ever going to wear it for any period of time, even for just like a day, I would want the face to always be visible. They fixed that. That was one of my biggest problems. And so I'm wondering, like maybe for a combination of like health stuff, because that's going to be a thing for me once my back is fixed. Um, I'm going to, I'm that is my next kind of avenue that I want to attack in my life. And maybe for some other reasons that I would want to wear an Apple Watch, right? They exist. But the, one of the main reasons I didn't want to wear it is because its primary function for me is telling the time and I couldn't get that. Like you can go back a few weeks ago, like I said that. I mean, and then so with a combination of that and basically turning off pretty much all notifications, uh, I think I would be happy with wearing one and I think that this watch looks really nice. I'm not ordering one. Mm-hmm. I want to uh-huh. go and try it on and see if I like it as much mm-hmm. as I think I will and then I'll yeah. maybe make the decision. If if I were um, going to buy an Apple Watch, I would my Series 4 is the dark aluminum and uh I re- I've actually liked the the lack of weight with the aluminum and the taptic motor is much better, but I I always wore stainless steel before this and I really miss that look. So I, if I were to do this, I would probably go back to stainless steel. I don't care for the brushed look in the titanium and the ceramic looks amazing, but I'm not spending that kind of money. So um, if I were to do it, I would do stainless steel again. So we'll find out. I'm, I'm hoping that like I'll be able to try one on. Uh, I wonder if, I don't know if anybody knows this. I haven't seen it yet. Like if these are going to start showing up in stores soon for try-ons, if you're going to order them already. I don't I don't know. I think if I remember correctly in the past, no the watches and the phones don't show up until they're actually the day they're for sale. Except so e- the first time. Except the first time. Yeah. But past that I don't I think it is um it's been once they're actually available to like walk out of the store with them. So but if we order phones and go pick them up, then you could try them uh try it that, that morning at the store. If someone yeah, in Memphis that, could help you, you know, we'll have there. to find somebody. Yeah, hopefully somebody. But at least if I, even if I can't get a phone, I can at least try on the Apple Watches. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have to hope that you can get a phone too. And But I will get one when I return. Like I will try my best to make an order to get phones for when I return uh, as well. So, and then just return whatever I don't need. All right, I think that wraps it up for this week's episode of Connected. If you want to find show notes for this episode, you can go to relay.fm slash connected slash 260. Don't forget to go to stjude.org slash connected to donate money to St. Jude. Thank you to literally everybody that does. We've raised more money during this episode, so thank you to everybody that has continued to donate for us. It's much, much appreciated. Uh, I want to thank Squarespace, Pingdom, FreshBooks, and DoorDash for the support of this show, and to you for listening. If you want to find Federico online, he is at Fetici and at MaxStories.net and many other shows here on Relay FM, and also App Stories as well. Uh, I really enjoyed the despair and the discovery that came in the Sheshi episode as the two of you <laughs> were going through that and finding all the... Uh, it was just very funny to me when you were making fun of John for all of the things in his share sheet and then you realized there were things in yours that you couldn't explain. Oh, my so God. That mm-hmm. was a Still hasn't been fixed. So thank you. Uh, and, I, and you both gave me the absolute life hack of removing messages from the share sheet because it's not needed anymore. Exactly. So because these are the types of things that you can contacts. get on App Stories. 
great show great show and Stephen is uh, at ismh and he is the host of also many shows on relay fm like me uh, mac power users this weekend episode 500 right that's right this weekend yeah we so. recorded it over the summer at max.conference i sat down and interviewed david and uh can't wait for that i'm about three quarters of the way through the edit and i'm really happy with it so um check it out it'll be up on uh, sunday afternoon and I am at iMike, I-M-Y-K-E, and I have nothing of note to tell you. Uh, <laughs> nothing. Um, we'll be back next time. Uh, I'll be in Memphis, and then we'll be doing the podcast a on the 20th. Don't forget. Goodbye, everybody. Adios.